Welcome to the Texas Home Improvement Super Podcast with Jim Dutton. All the best calls this week throughout the state of Texas. Brought to you by James Hardy Siding, the best siding on the planet. Let's head to Marble Falls. And Robert, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I've got a couple of questions for you. Okay. Uh, the first one, I have a, a shingled roof. It's a three-tab shingle, and it's a 5 and 12 roof. There is a oak tree that hangs over part of it, and it sheds a lot of leaves and twigs and sticks and other debris, and it just accumulates on the roof. What is the easiest way to get it off? It, they're just sitting up on the roof itself? They're not sliding down when wind blows and stuff? Uh, no, they just kind of sit there. You know, the wind doesn't blow that hard. You know, it's yeah. not like out west Texas where the wind blows hard. And at times I've gone up there and, you know, get up there with a weed blower and blow it off. But right. I'm getting to the age now where that's a little dangerous. Well, you know, the unfortunate thing is there's not an easy way to get that stuff off. Uh what you've been doing is typically what's recommended is just you have you physically have to go up there to get it off uh there are people who will try to rig up brooms and things to reach up and pull the stuff down uh and what you can use an extension handle that's used for uh paint rollers okay will actually fit a um broom head you know where you where you screw the handle in. Uh, if you're yeah. using a, a a push broom, they use the same thread, and so you can okay. put a lightweight push broom on there on that on an extension and reach on up there to pull things down. Okay. Now, Robert, I, I know you have more more questions. I'm gonna put you on hold. And when we left, I was talking with Robert and Robert. Go ahead. Yes, uh, I've got a long driveway. And about halfway down that driveway, there's a joint. And on one side of the joint, it drops down about an inch and a half. And that, uh, when you drive over that, it's a, it kind of jars things, particularly if you're on a motorcycle or a bicycle. Yep. Is there a way to, to fill in that little drop, like with a wedge-type material, so that you wouldn't notice it as much? Well, they do make wedges out of uh, ground-up tires. Uh, they use them mostly for wheelchair ramps, you know, for getting over humps like that uh, for wheelchairs. But it would work for what you're describing. Or you can have it urethane or mud-pumped in order to pick the one panel back up to match the other panel. Where would I get the uh, the, the uh, tire, the ground-up tire one at? Uh Pretty much every time I've used it, I've had to order it online, and so you basically have to search for. And like I said, you're going to find it under on uh, wheelchair accessibility. Uh, search online and find the size that you need. Okay, so uh, a grout wouldn't do it, or a caulk or something. Well, anytime you put uh, f any type of floor leveler or concrete or anything like that, when you feather it out to nothing, it chips off and breaks up. Okay. And typically that inch and a half, two inch that you already have there is as low as it goes. Then you have to go to something like this rubberized material. Okay. 
Well, thank you for the help. You bet, Robert. Have a Merry Christmas. All right. Take Bye. care. Bye. Again, 1-800-288-9227. That's 1-800-288-9227. And, you know, the, the uh, ground-up tire stuff I'm talking about, it's it's very strong, so it'll take the cars driving on it. You don't have to worry about any of that kind of stuff. Uh, doesn't degrade in the sunlight. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm sure over time it will, but nothing fast. So nothing really to, to worry about on it. Tom, welcome to WBAP. How can I help you? Yeah. Hey, hi. Um, my question is, I have a, a new home I just had built, and I have a, a 20 by 20 uh, covered uh, deck on the back of it. Yeah. Or a porch. And, and I want to enclose it into like a screen porch. Okay. So I've... I've it's got like 10 foot walls. I'm going to have probably like a three foot knee wall. So I won't really have more screen than about seven feet high. I went online and I found this product called screenings. And I went to this building company down in, in Belton to give me an, a, an estimate of the cost of just that product. And it was like $3,000 for this area. And I just thought that was outrageous. Do you have any ideas about how to do a, a I'm a pretty, accomplished DIYer, so it's something I'm going to do myself. But do you have any ideas about how to go about probably doing a better screen porch at a more affordable price? Well, if if you're wanting to do it on a budget, you can get rolls of screen from even box stores and hardware stores and stuff, and it does you can get it in different widths as well. But uh, a standard four-foot-wide roll is readily available, and you can literally build your wall and have the panels uh like say three foot ten apart from each other and use that four foot wide roll and just have wood strips to hold the screen in place it's readily repairable and really inexpensive to do right so make like a two by four frame and then put the screen and then put like a mutton bar around it or whatever just to cover where you staple the the frame or the screen to the frame yeah, what I what I would do is a four by four for a post. Yeah, and then use one by twos uh, down each side that the screen can be attached to. And if you put a one by two on the inside, one by two on the outside, I mean, you actually could go the full four foot length. But I mean, that uh-huh. gives you all the screen width that you need. You could buy a wider roll, get a six foot, and make your screen areas even wider if you wanted. Well, the thing that killed me was the cost of the screen was incredibly expensive. I mean, I couldn't believe their their cost. It was like anywhere from three to five hundred dollars for a, a seven foot weight wide uh, width of screen. Uh, you know, to, that was just I couldn't believe how expensive that was. I, what what was special about the screen? The only thing I saw was that it had some kind of like puncture proof kind of you know, nylon material, so you couldn't put a, you know, a screwdriver through it or something. Okay. I don't know why I would do that, but. Well, but. you you maybe wouldn't, but wait till the neighborhood kid <laughs> figures out that, hey, this is fun. <laughs> and, and you end up with 30 holes in it, but. Uh, yeah. And, and, that, and truly that kind of stuff does happen. But yeah, you can, you can go down and pick up just regular screen and do something like that. So, so just get like the solar kind that they sell at Home Depot, that 48-inch wide pieces, and just make your frames associated to the width of that versus yep. 
that okay yeah is that the problem that the cost is when you start getting outside of that standard 48 inch is that where the cost just gets elaborate oh, it's, it's going to start skyrocketing from there yes okay now what about using some sort of metal type of, or aluminum type of screening material is there a, a reason not to do that well you're asking for something inexpensive Oh, okay. So, now, so you're, you're, you're gonna so. you're gonna start skyrocketing again in price. Okay. So so just try and keep it inside that standard width you can buy at any box store, and that's pretty much the best way to do it. Uh, if, yeah. If you're wanting to keep it on a budget, that's that's going to be the best. Now I got to ask you uh, because the patio it, it is a concrete patio you're doing, or is it a wood deck? Yeah. No, no, no. It's a concrete patio with concrete pillars. Okay. Uh, all through it. And does it does it was it poured as part of the house or is it a separate pour? Uh, I think it was poured as part of the house, but I'm not a hundred percent certain. If it is, it'll already have grade beams around it and everything, so it'll easily handle what you're talking about doing. If it's just four inch concrete that was poured as a patio after the house was built, you got to be real careful what you start doing on it because that patio is going to be moving up and down. And it yeah. will it will destroy what you build on top of it because it's not made to have anything built on it. But if you've already got columns on it, uh, it does a roof come out over it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You you should be good to go then. Okay. All right. Hey. Thanks a lot. You bet. Take care, Tom. Just a reminder: it's a huge help if you subscribe to, rate, and review the podcast. It helps people find us. Jeff, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Hello, Jim. Thanks for taking my call. My pleasure. Um, what I have is I'm fixing to install a uh, floor leveling compound inside yes. my house in order to do tile. My main question er, is how much of a window? Uh, my project is going to take 20 bags, 20, 50-pound bags. Ooh, that's um, a lot. What is my window on mixing and getting it down? Because my main concern is I don't do it fast enough. Yeah, and that should be a concern because that stuff does set up fa- fairly quick. Uh, the, but the instructions I, I, are scaring me on the bag. It says ten <laughs> minutes. Yeah, and that's about all you have. So you really want to mix just one bag at a time and spread Correct. it out, and then do another bag. Uh, but what you're going to find is once you dump it out. You're using a self-leveling compound, I'm assuming, correct? Yes, sir. Yes. Okay. Here's how I normally do that. I'll use a 1x4 that's something between 4 and 6 foot long as my trowel to spread it out. Because okay. I, you're able to just hold that on the top and swish across. That smooths it out, and then any little little bitty ridges that are on it will sink down into it on its own and flatten out. Uh, and okay. with, and in that 10-minute time, then it'll set up enough to where you can see where you put the next bag next to it. But by using that 4- uh, to 6-foot-long 1x4, I'm able to spread a bag in a matter of 2 minutes. I mean, it, it really doesn't take any time. You'll take okay, and well, dump it out where you need it and just literally strike yeah, across that stuff. is from bag 1 to bag 20. I what don't have it? to do that in 10 minutes. No, no. You got ten minutes working time with each bag. 
Okay, but it should stay liquid for long enough to me to get the job done. Right, that's that's about that 10 minutes. Uh, now, but what's going to happen is when you do them bag, say, three, bag one is already set up. It's done. You're just feathering right. in. You're just feathering in from one bag to the next. Okay, um, I am familiar with doing cement work. And yeah. What I'm thinking is cold joints. Yeah, you don't have to worry about that with floor leveler. Okay. Maybe I'm worrying about it too much. Yeah. No. It, it it's 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 made where you don't have to worry about it. it. It'll it'll bond to its itself just fine. All right. Well, uh, I enjoy your show, and I do appreciate you taking my call today. Not a problem at all. And and look, if you do say five bags and then you want to break for lunch or break for the night or something, you're fine uh-huh. to start up again tomorrow. It, it's not like concrete where you got to keep it moving until you're done. Okay, that's kind of what's confusing me a little yeah. bit. I, yeah. The, but, uh, yeah, the main thing, I just want to make sure I can complete the job. I got enough helpers to mix. It's just... Oh. You got, anyway, you got yeah, half the I'm, battle done then. All right. Well, anyway, like I say, I enjoy your show, man. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you, sir. Jim, and, Take uh, care. You have a great day. You too. Merry Christmas. <laughs> All right. You too. Tony, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Well, you you uh, better answer me right because I know you're dead. Uh oh. I see him. Well, in, let me hang up on you now. Office. That way I don't have to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I got a question uh, from my son. He lives in Buda, and uh, he has what we used to call water hammer. Yep. Uh, noise with the water pipes in his home. How do you how do you take care of that? Oh, real easy. He has a, he has a two story house, a, a, a upstairs bathroom over the bottom of the first floor. Uh huh. But when he used the first floor shower, uh, it has a noise in the wall with the water. Okay. I'm going to put you on hold for just a moment. I hate to do that to you, but that music means i got to take a quick break for news, and I'll be right back with more Texas Home Improvement, and we'll get to Tony's water hammer. And let's go back to Tony, and even though he's threatening with my dad, I'll go ahead and answer his question anyways. (laughs) (laughs) You know what Dad says all the time, don't you? No, sir. He says he taught me everything I know, but not everything he knows. There you go. <laughs> uh, All right. He's a gentleman. You, you so let, let me ask you, you mentioned it's only happening with that one shower? Yes. And is it is it hammering the whole time the shower is on or just when you shut it off? Uh, not all the time, no. doesn't do it all the time. Okay. And, and the reason I'm asking that, if it's yes. typically down to just one faucet that way, uh, and it happens while the faucet is running, that's usually just an O-ring or washer in the valve system that has uh, wore out, and it's flapping as the water's passing by. And it sounds like the whole house mm-hmm. is shaking. If you mm-hmm. get a, a just a one clunk when you shut the water off, then that's the water hammer. And for that, it's a different fix. So, mm-hmm. if if uh, if it is f- happening while the water's running, that's just going to be rebuilt that valve, and it'll be fixed. If it is a water mm-hmm. hammer, shut the water off to the house, open all the valves, hose bibs outside, faucets inside, flush the toilets, everything. 
to drain the pipes completely. Then close all those valves up again, turn the water back on, and open the furthest faucet, whether it's an outside hose bib or inside the house, the furthest faucet away from where the water comes into the house, and let the entire mm -hmm. house fill with water, the, the whole system fill with water again. And what you're doing, mm -hmm. the pipes have risers on them. And when mm -hmm. the risers fill with water, they no longer have a, a compression spot when you shut the water off that can compress mm -hmm. the air and keep it from slamming. When those fill with water and you shut the valve off, boom, the whole thing slams and it makes a heck of a racket mm -hmm. in the house, but it's just a one-time mm -hmm. slam each time you shut the faucet off. Mm -hmm. Okay. So. All right. Well, I appreciate that. I I, I uh, knew there was some kind of you know process to get rid of the air, you know, yeah. get rid of the water. Yep. So they would have, that, so they would have some air in the line. Yeah, it, it takes all of you know five minutes to do it, so it's it's pretty quick. Sure. All right, my friend. Thank you, and I, re I, I appreciate your show. I listen to it on a regular basis. All right. Thank you, Tony. I appreciate it. Amy, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. How can I help you? Yeah, I have a question about cabinet um, doorknobs or, or handles. Okay. I'm looking all over the Internet trying to figure out what I should buy, and I find that there's some made of brass and some made of zinc, and I don't know the difference and how they would hold up in Houston. I, I do know brass is probably the best, but zinc seems to be a little less expensive. So Sure. And honestly, <laughs> the zinc will probably last every bit as long as you want it to. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, let, let's, it... let's face it. We typically are going to redo the kitchen every somewhere between 15 and 25 years. And mm -hmm. I know the remodelers like to hear it more like 10 but it, that's not realistic for the for the majority of us and that zinc will last that long with no problem and and if it's um brass coated does that make a difference or you know well the coatings can wear on it but mm -hmm. it, it's really not going to make it last any longer it's just okay. a matter of, it's just a matter of go with the looks that you want okay i just don't want to buy some and then have them in you know two or three years start turning silver on me, you know. Yeah, no, oh. no, you won't have that problem in, in just a couple of years. Now, 10, 15 years, yeah, you may start seeing something like that, but. Yeah, okay. All right, well, that helped me a lot, so then I don't have to narrow down. Well, now I have a bigger selection, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's here's the big thing that you do have to check, though. If, if you're replacing... You know, if you're replacing knobs, no big deal because that's one hole. When you replace yeah. handles, there's two holes. Right. And, they have, and there are different sizes, you know, different spaces between those holes. So you got to right. make sure you get one that matches your hole size. Right. Yeah. Okay. All I'm, right. I'm aware of that part. But thank you very much. I appreciate it. You bet. Merry Christmas. Thor, how are you today? Yes, sir. How can I help you? I'm looking at buying a home here in Dickinson, and I haven't had the inspector out look at it. But I took a, I went in for the uh, open home, open house the other day, and I looked at the roof, and it looked like it had some granular loss. Where the roof originally, you know, had a brown color to it. In certain areas, um, it was black, like it had lost. 
old roof. So okay. my first question is, how long can I expect the roof to last, typically? And what would be the cost to re-roof? And in third, would it be better to remove all the shingles or to put shingles down over what's existing? Okay. First, uh, all roofs are going to, you know, all roofs that have the granules will have granule loss as the roof ages. That's normal. The dark color uh, very well could be just the pollution and, and mildews and stuff that settle on a roof. But, you know, it, it, because if you've lost so many granules that an area is turning black that way uh, because of loss of granules, that roof is actually nearing the end of its life. Usually what happens is they turn that dark gray blackish color simply because of all the stuff that has settled on them and mildews start growing on that. Uh, and that can be cleaned up. To answer your question, how long should the roof last? If you put a 30-year shingle on your roof, you're typically going to get about 20 years out of it. If you put a 50-year shingle, you're typically going to get about 30 years out of it. In our climate in Texas, they don't typically make the the life of the shingle, uh, as as they call it. So you can figure it. You're probably going to be replacing that roof somewhere five to years or so from now. Uh, as, as far as a cost on that, you know, it that all depends on the size of the roof, how steep the roof is, and what shingle you pick. How many square it's feet? It's a very angular roof very uh, steep 2,000 square feet yeah. home single story it's not real steep but they have a lot of peaks okay okay you know uh, obviously I can't quote a set price for anything, but you, you, for a ballpark, yeah you, know? you can be expected that you're going to be paying something for 2,000 square foot, and you got a garage is attached or detached? It's a detached garage, and that looked fine. Okay. You're probably going to be looking at something in the 10,000-plus range. Okay. All give, right. give or take around that number. All right. Well, I appreciate that. Okay. So um, I guess the, the follow-up is, is it best to put shingles over what's existing? Oh, no. Or strip it. Uh, yeah, the, you'll get them. Always strip it. You get a much longer lifespan of the shingles if you strip it and go back down to the wood deck rather than trying to go over it because it's not nice and smooth, and those shingles will continue to deteriorate underneath your new roof, shortening the life of okay. the new roof. Let's see. We're going to go to Houston, and is it Sarita? Yeah. How can I help you? Hi, we're trying to, um, wondering what to do with my father-in-law's house. We pulled some paper that was coming down off of his walls, and behind the walls is wood walls and a wood ceiling. Um, and if you look through it, you can see some of the holes through the wood that goes up through the tin roof, so a lot of the dust that's coming to the house is coming through the wood. Uh-huh. What's the best way to handle that? Well, when you say wood walls, how old a house is this? It's very old. Something from the twenties, probably the twenties or the thirties. Okay, probably that. Those are going to be one by six planks on the walls. Then they, they a lot of people still call it shiplap, even though it's one by six. Okay. Uh, 
that is one stout house. They are so well built. Uh, zero insulation in the walls, but unless right. somebody added some. Uh, yep. So in the attic, you, you, you're getting some sifting down of the dust and stuff. I'm, I'm making the assumption you don't have sheetrock on this then. It still had the old uh, cloth-type paper over the walls? Right. And we pulled, some of the paper was coming off. So as we were pulling down the paper thinking we could just change paper, we noticed everything in the, the whole room is wood. Yep. Um, and it's like, okay, now what do we do? Well, what they used to do, you know, before they started putting the sheetrock over it, is a wallpaper that was on cloth. And okay. it, it would get put on those walls, and that's what sealed out all that dust and stuff. Then they started taking that off and just putting sheetrock. Uh, and you, can, you don't have to use half-inch sheetrock. When you have that wood like that, you can actually use just a quarter-inch sheetrock on the walls. On the ceiling, you would still want to go with a half-inch. So sheetrock, put sheetrock on top of it, a quarter-inch? Yep. yep. Okay. And that will seal out, out the dust. And, yes, ma'am. Yeah, because you'll tape and float it, and that, that seals the walls up. I'm going to put you on hold for just a minute because I, I want to talk to you for just a little bit further on this because uh, these, these old houses are, are just they're great. Let's talk about financing of home improvement projects because there are so many choices out there nowadays for people to choose from, and sometimes we get a little confused on what we should be looking at and really it depends on your financial needs now you'll hear a lot of companies who offer uh, 12 months 18 months same as cash financing or uh, uh, low payments things like that well be aware if you use the 12 18 months same as cash type financing and some of them go a little further than that on it even uh, if, and some have payments, some are without payments, but regardless, if you miss the deadline to pay that loan off, and it don't matter if you miss it by one day or a month, you pay retro interest rates on everything from day one. The only way the interest is waived is if there was no balance left after that 12 months or 18 months, whichever you chose. So you could have paid off. We'll just use a round number. You borrowed $10,000. You paid off $9,850. You've got a balance of $150, and you crossed the deadline. You now owe interest on the full $10,000 for the period of time that you had the loan. And they don't have any give on that. So be aware of that when you take that type of financing. I typically try to steer people towards the lowest payment type financing. And, and the main reason, not because the payments are lower. Yes, you do have a fixed interest rate that you're going to be paying on. But you have the option of paying it whenever you want. Uh, you know, look at a $10,000 loan again. We'll use that same $10,000. And let's say you put it on that minimum payment. Uh, what's the interest going to be on $10,000? A lot of them are set up at 
or even 7.9%, but we're going to use 10%. That's a, you know, that's, that's going to be $1,000 for that year. But you got zero risk of paying that 29% interest. And you're not being pressured to get it paid off early. So, you know, you, you, like I said, you've got a lot of different ways you can go with the, the financing and the interest. The thing you got to do is sit down, look at your finances, and make the decision which one's going to suit you best. If you know you've got a, uh, oh, a tax return check coming or a dividend check coming or something like that, that 12 months, same as cash, that may be the ideal way for you to go. If you don't, and you don't know exactly where the money's coming from, then finance it for an extended period of time. That would be your best way to go. And typically, if you're going to finance it, the interest rates don't vary that much from the short term to the long term. So I typically, again, recommend go the long term, pay it off early, and save your interest that way. The, the, the pennies difference from going from a 7.99 to a 9.99 is not worth losing sleep over on these size type loans. I'm, and I'm talking about, you know, you're, you're financing an air conditioner or uh, something along those lines, you know, new carpet for the house, whatever. If you get into a major remodel of the house, don't mess with these loans. I even tell people with my foundation company, you know, because foundation repair can get very expensive. I get jobs sometimes that are fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars. You don't want to put that on this type of financing, even though it's available. And the main reason you don't, these financings are not tax deductible. In those cases, I recommend doing a home improvement loan. You get really low interest. And it's tax deductible. Yes, you do end up with a lien on the house. So what? Your interest rate is so much lower. You can still get a long-term loan. And, again, it's deductible on your tax return where the other loans are not. So uh, when it comes to financing, you just don't want to jump both feet in. Uh, without looking at all your options ahead of time. And I'm not going to be one of those people who tell you, oh, don't finance anything. As much as possible, you don't want to, but, you know, if you're doing major stuff, sometimes You've just heard the best calls and questions from Texas Home Improvement. For more information about our show, go to THIPro.com. 